Hello and welcome to the Day Day Podcast in which we talk all things basketball, wrestling, and other things if I want to. We're going to focus on the if I want to today. Um, yeah, this is a bit of an off-topic episode. We're not talking about basketball or wrestling, even though there's a couple updates here and there. But the main focus of this episode is uh, outside basketball and wrestling. So, um, yeah, I actually don't have anything uh, that I don't have any name yet for this, you know, this kind of talk, basically. Uh, I I have it as a day-day room, but, you know, I don't really want to use day-day room. Uh, but, yeah, um, this is going to happen at least once a month now where, uh, you know, there's uh, t- two series that I'm going to have at least once a month now. Uh, one of it is this, uh, which is, you know, something of an off-topic episode uh you know just you know you know to cool down from all of the basketball and the wrestling um you know the other the other one is going to be at the end of the month and you know i i really can't wait for that one uh i really can't wait for that one anyways uh for today's episode we'll be talking about five and technically six technically six games that i want to uh talk about you know just you know just talk about uh six games that i enjoy uh whether it is uh, whether it is playing it uh, whether it is watching it or i enjoy because of the game the game in general uh, but yeah uh these six games are not exactly my favorite um, I, my favorite games are usually the ones that I can play while, uh, watching something, you know, I like, I like multitasking, you know, that, you know, like watching, watching a game, watching a game of NBA and then, you know, playing something on the side just to keep my hands, uh, active. Um, yeah. So things like, uh, the honorable mentions that I will, uh, say here which is uh nba 2k14 uh tekken 6 or and uh king of fighters 98 uh, you know very yeah cop 98 is something memorable for me because you know like yeah the people who know will know that uh, king of fighters 98 is amazing uh you know it's amazing for uh you know for groups to enjoy uh SmackDown vs. Raw 2006, another one, uh, especially GM mode, uh, you know, something I can do by the side. So, yeah, SmackDown vs. Raw 2006 and Journey of Wrestling, uh, you know, those GM modes are like the peak GM modes right now. Uh, and uh, League of Legends Season 4 to 10, uh, you know, like pre-mythical uh, item uh League of Legends were was great, you know. It was, you know, it was very fun. Even though, you know, even though, you know, uh, it, it could get heated here and there because, you know, because of the toxicity. But you know, uh, League of Legends is fun either way. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm gonna go on with the six games now. Uh, better beware uh, if you want us. Uh, 
you know, if you want to try these games, uh, it will contain a little bit of spoilers, but uh, yeah, uh, some of these games, I mean, I like most of these games are better uh, played uh, or, you know, watch blind than being spoiled about it. Uh, it there are, you know, there are some games that are better, you know, being spoiled, but, you know, uh, these are five games that I think um, will contain spoilers about uh, their story. And, you know, however, I will try my best not to spoil that much. And, like, you know, most, I mean, most of these games are like what? Uh, the most recent game I'm going to talk about is going to be, uh, was, uh, it's already three years old three years old and the other one is has been here for like 15 years so um <laughs> you know if you want to if you worry about spoilers too much then better click off this episode i will uh click i i will put um the games that i mentioned on the description and if you want to play it then fine i'm you know you're allowed to play it without spoiling without me spoiling so yeah, we're gonna go first off. Uh, yeah, I already said that um I s- that some of these games I haven't played. I don't go. I even don't own. You know. Uh, and this is one of the example. The uh, the reason I have it uh, six instead of five is because of uh, I couldn't uh, decide between these two games, which is uh, Detroit Become Human. Uh, and uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward. Uh, Detroit Become Human was made by Quantic Dream in 2018. Uh, and uh, Zero Escape Virtue's Last Reward is the second installment of uh, the Zero Escape trilogy that was made in 2012 by Spike uh, by Chunsoft. Uh, you know they're now Spike Chunsoft, but you know. Uh, this was before the merging of Spike and Chunsoft, but yeah. I put these two games together because, uh, first off, I actually haven't played uh, Detroit Become Human, uh, but I've watched like so many playthroughs of it that I pretty much know almost every ending of the game. Uh, and then Virtuous Last Reward, I have played, but I haven't gone in every ending i've only gone in like one third of the endings but i think i'm okay that you know to talk about it now you know just because like you know one third of the endings is pretty uh why am i saying one third of endings most of the endings it's because these two games both have flow charts uh flow charts are amazing uh something uh something that i want to see regularly in uh, games because uh, flowcharts makes it so that you know you can have different endings every time you know different endings that you could get from playing uh, you know if you see one playthrough of the game then you know they'll have a different ending or you know if someone tries to do uh, all of the endings then you'll see the actual like story of the game progress uh, as it is for Virtuous Last Reward, like, you know, as you see every ending, uh, the story progresses inch by inch until you get to the final 
true ending of the game. Uh, so yeah. So that means I've played like what? One third of VLR? Yeah. One third of VLR. I guess. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Flowcharts are amazing. Like it, again. Like it makes it so that every choice of the game that you make matters a lot you know like and the replayability of the game increases to try and get a different ending uh, as it's the case for a lot of the those uh flowchart heavy games uh spike tunesoft uh does a lot of these um and we're gonna talk about spike tunesoft a little bit later but you know like they've done like a couple of series with flowcharts uh as I said, uh, VLR, uh, Zero Time Dilemma, um, and uh, the AI, the Samian Files 1, and eventually 2, that is going to come next year. Uh, but yeah, like, I really love, like, flowcharts, you know, you can see where you screwed up, like, you know, you can see where you screwed up and then, you know, have a completely different ending, like, you know, if you get a bad end. You know, you see, you know, oh my god, that's actually a very important part of the game. And, you know, like, that's amazing. That's amazing to see. Um, especially VLR. It's because, you know, uh, the problem with I had with 999, uh, which is the first installment of the series Escape Trilogy, is that uh, the story is really good. The story of 999 is immensely good. It's... It's immensely good, but my problem with 999 is that I had to play the game nine times before I get, you know, the true ending. You know, I mean, it's 999, nine, nine, uh, nine persons, nine, uh, what, what is it? What, what is the, uh, anyways, uh, yeah, like nine, 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 nine hours, nine person, nine doors. Okay, there you go. Nine hours, nine person, nine doors. Uh, I had to play it nine times before I actually get the true ending, which is insane to me. You know, it's mind-boggling. It's hard for me to play, you know, nine times of, of the same game. But, uh, you know, VLR fixes that with flowcharts in that you don't have to play from the beginning of the game. You know, you can stop where you... A decision is made and then you know play from there and that's really really good for uh, VLR as uh, Somnion files I know Zojack trial on Steam also does flowcharts so yeah like um, I think that's the only similarity between these games because this games uh, VLR is a visual novel and Detroit become human is actually like a very interactive game uh in which you know like there is a lot of quick time ev events and there's you know time limit to decisions that you know you need to do uh compared to vlr where you can just make a you can just make a decision for a long period of time what you want to do and you know that's that's basically the only difference uh i don't I, the big difference of uh, why I had I actually had uh, Detroit Become Human write up and then VLR not write written up because 
Uh, I I actually love the quick time events that Detroit Become Human has. Uh, you know, a VLR mostly has uh, puzzles. Uh, you know, like find a way out. You know, of you know uh, an escape room type of game. So you have to use a lot of your mind. Uh, with DBH, it's you know it's kind of like you know you don't have time to think of what you want to do. Um, that said, like you know, uh, VLR story is really good. Uh, like you know, I haven't gotten into all of the endings, but you know, from what I've seen, like you know, the uh, the difference of the endings, like you know, uh, the eight endings I had, like the difference of those eight endings have been completely different, and you know, like each end of that story makes sense you know like you know it it makes sense like in that for the character it makes sense that they would actually do this um and you know like the plot of uh vlr is amazing it's ingenious to say the least like you know uh, uh people getting trapped and then you know being pairs and solos uh that's you know like the pair having the, the the pair having the same fate as um you know if one of the pair dies they both die basically something like that it's great i think you know like oh my god like vlr's story is great while detroit becomes human story is cringe um <laughs> it's very trope heavy um uh, Detroit Become Human, in which you know it uh, discusses uh, discrimination between androids and humans, um, because and it's kind of uncomfortable because, like you know, there's so much discrimination that is happening in the world, and then you know you don't need to add androids and humans, you know, and 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 you don't need again again you don't need that we don't need that anymore there's too much discrimination anymore and you know we're adding androids and humans uh it's almost uncomfortable how uh you know one of the characters that you play it's pretty much what happened with martin luther king right uh pretty much what has happened uh that especially the good end of uh this uh this I know this certain like you know character that you'll play the good end is so cringe like you know it's it's very very it's very badly written but um there's a good side of you know this three story it, it, these three stories are completely different in that uh you know Marcus uh, Marcus Connor and Kara. Uh, Kara is usually the relationship between uh, androids, uh, androids and uh, humans. You know what? What if the android has you know a motherly, uh, motherly soul, basically? Like you know, um, you know, like the motherly, motherly relationship between androids and humans. And yeah. Um, Marcus is more of a uh, Martin Luther King. You know what will happen uh, if these androids get uh, um, 
destroyed, you know. Uh, they have, they pretty much has la have lives too. These deviants uh, basically become human, uh, and and then you know Marcus is the leader of that uh, deviant uh, team. You know, eventually become the leader of the the deviants, and you know they try to get uh, the uh, respect of you know the people, the humans, uh, which is again very cringe. Uh, because, you know, it, it hap it's happening, like, all over the world, you know, pre-pandemic. But anyways, um, the best story out of those three is definitely Connor, uh, which is, good lord, uh, the performance of Brian Descartes here is great. Um, I think even now, in that he's still known as Connor, you know, like, you know, the android sent by Cyberlife, uh, but, you know, uh, He's still pretty much uh, widely known as Connor from today. And, you know, it's amazing. It's amazing. To, that's how good he was on portraying this character in which, you know, he's pretty much on that uh, uh, police side of things where, you know, uh, uh, pretty much buddy cop between Connor and Hank is the best uh, relationship out of everything in the series everything in the game uh and it's weird because uh you know the main writer of the game which is uh, david cage uh apparently didn't have say on connor's story uh and you know david cage has been uh, uh it's been you know he has uh he has some controversial stuff that has happened uh you know, he also made Heavy Rain, uh, you know, and apparently some of the decisions in the game, uh, some of the scenes in the game is very question questionable. So, you know, uh, you know, him having no say on Connor's story and it is the best one and everything makes sense. And, you know, like, it's ridiculous to me. Like, you know, how can you screw up in the story that much um like again connor and hank is the best uh story uh best relationship out of all of the relationship in the game is that you know hank's uh hank is very uh vengeful for these androids um and then eventually uh, as they go on case by case it, uh with Connor it seems that you know he kind Hank kind of accepts Connor as uh, his son now and you know like his accept his acceptance of Connor being pretty much a person that he, he can rely on and that instead of you know an android it it felt natural it felt very natural it's basically like you know you don't need uh, Connor doesn't need to be an android, you know. It can he can be human, and then the story is still a thousand times better than Marcus's, or you know, uh, ten times better than Kara's. It's just that good. Um, it's because you know, like Marcus's story is ridiculous. Kara's story is a bit meh. Uh, again, like you know, it's supposed to be android-human relationship, but you know, uh, you know. The end uh, of Kara's uh, arc pretty much uh, screws everything of it. 
but you know there is a good portions in Kara's story and then eventually uh, Connor's story became you know if you take the good ending if you take the good ending it's uh, about that android human relationship but if you take that um, you know if you take horrible decisions in the game it, it turns into you know like Connor is now the biggest villain in the freaking series uh and like you know I I love that I love that contrast in what you know because of the decisions made you know it can have like completely different ending and I I really like that um overall um it, again like a VLR I don't I can't like you know say much because it, it's like I've only finished one third of the game uh but you know like from what I've played, it's amazing, uh, and you know, and I hope to continue it. But you know, I then I believe my file of VLR got corrupted, and you know, I didn't finish, unfortunately. But uh, someone borrowed, uh, you know, let me borrow a copy of this game, which is you know, I'm, I'm. I'm excited to play it. It's just, you know, I have so many games right now that I can play. It's just, you know, it's just one of, you know, one of those uh, things, one of those games that I can pick up anytime. Like, you know, <laughs> and I know it'll be good. Uh, but with Detroit Become Human, uh, again, like, absolutely great game. Uh, the only problem with it is, uh, uh, is that I hope that you know there's more interactive games that do flowcharts. I know um, uh, decision making games have been uh, have been made for a while now. Like I know uh, games like Until Dawn. Uh, uh, I forgot the other I forgot the other ones, but Until Dawn. Um, I believe it. Uh, I forgot. Yeah, I I forgot like couple games that I've seen uh, that is like Detroit Detroit Become Human but you know like that decision making games I like it that you know there's flow charts of you know so you can track you know every decision that you've made in this game and you know you don't double up on uh, decisions that you make so like you know like every time to play the game it is Every time you play this game, even though you restart from the beginning, it's different. So I like, I actually like that. Um, so yeah, I hope there's uh, more interactive games that do flowcharts. So you know, it can have like a better story than what Detroit Become Human does. Uh, like you know, like all of these games that are about that. I'm talking about in this episode are not perfect like you know there are some flaws to it and uh, Detroit Become Human is probably the biggest one with uh, the story the story is uh, underwhelming uh, at least on my standard of you know what the uh, story brings to a game um, but yeah like I hope again I hope interactive games do more flowcharts that have better stories.
<laughs> yeah, I've ranted for like what two minutes, two minutes, the pretty much the same thing. Anyways, anyways, um, uh, I want to talk about next game about to talk about is one that I actually haven't finished, but compared to a uh, Virtus Last Reward, I think um, I'm really confident of. Uh, I'm not. I'm. Just, I just want to talk about it, pretty much. I just want to talk about it, and it is Life is Strange. Um, Life is Strange is a game built that is made by Square Enix, and um, it was released on twenty fifteen. Uh, no, no, published by Square Enix and then developed by Don't Nod Entertainment. It was released on January 2015, and then every episode came out two months after. But yeah, I haven't finished the game. Actually, in still in Chapter 3, which is like uh, the middle part of the game. And But I, I just have to talk about it. I don't think, you know, I have anyone to talk about it, because, you know, like, a lot of people... It is paid, because... So, you know, in that sense, you know, a lot of people haven't played it. So yeah. Uh, first off, it is one of the best OSTs that I've ever listened to. Like, whenever I played the game, like you know, I was very surprised with the OST because I didn't know anything about Life is Strange actually before I played it. Uh, so when the uh the OST like the soundtrack of the game is absolutely stellar. It's very calming. It's very uh perfect for the character as well. Um and if I just want to relax, like you know, either either you put a uh, lofi, either you put the lofi remix of, you know, some music you know the lofi girl uh on youtube or you can i can use this ost that's how good this ost is it's very relaxing it's very it's very uh it's very it's, it's just very good like you know like i don't have like any adjectives to describe you know other than it being calming and relaxing and you know very soothing pretty much uh, it is also another game where it feels like decisions matter in how the game continues. But sometimes it goes a little too far. Like, um, you know, like there's some uh, decisions in the game where uh, usually it will say on the top left of the, sc- of the screen where, you know, this decision where I know this decision may uh, matter later. Uh, it go and goes from uh, reporting someone of having a gun to watering a plant. Um, <laughs> it's very like you know, like a uh, very uh, broad in what uh, in what decisions could be like um, matter in, in this game. Like it's that uh, deep into it. Uh, but yeah, it sometimes goes a little too far, and you know, like I, you know, it's been two chapters in. I've watered the plant at least once. Uh, <laughs> I watered the plant at least once in both games. I have both chapters, so it's fine. But yeah, um, 
like talking about this game because uh, it's becoming more of a healing game for me. Um, and that I want to play this when I'm feeling a bit down or, you know, I'm feeling a lot of like uh, self-doubt of myself and, you know, I want to see, I just want to, uh, I just want to get rid of all thoughts and, you know, play another character and that is, yeah, this is the game, this is the game that I want to, so I've been uh, saving it for another day, like VLR, um, but uh, more different reason than VLR, in that I want to play this game, I, I want to reserve this game if, you know, I'm feeling down, or I'm feeling uh, very, very doubtful of myself, uh, but, you know, like, I'm, I'm eventually going to finish this game, and I know I'm going to love this game. Uh, so, like, you know, I'm saving it for another time that, you know, I feel doubtful. Um, so, yeah, um, don't worry if you see, you know, if you see on Discord that I'm playing this game. It's fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Uh, it's just, you know, I just want to have space. And this is the space that I want, basically. Uh, but, yeah, um... I know the remasters version of this game got delayed. Um, it was supposed to come out next month, actually. I believe True Colors as well, like the new installment of the Life is Strange series, is also supposed to come out in September. But um, yeah, I don't think I'll buy both of those. Like, I got Life is Strange on a cheap price, actually. Uh, I believe I got it on sale, uh, which is like what fifty percent off, which is like great. It's great, you know. I'll buy it uh, before the storm, which is the second installment. Uh, I'll wait for another sale. <laughs> it's very hard to uh, pay Steam like a lot of money to play games, you know. But you know, like this is you know, if it's on sale and. I can afford it. I'll probably buy it, and you know it's because these games are great. And when I'm down, I really need some of these games. Uh, some, yeah, yeah. Basically, yeah. I don't really have anything to say. I just need a transition to this. <laughs> Once those transitions come in, it, on the Day Day Podcast, it can only mean one thing, and that is NBA updates, as well as some wrestling updates. Um, Yeah, yeah the NBA and WWE, uh, the NBA and wrestling doesn't want me to take a break. So, um, yeah, uh, first off, let's go on for one NBA update. First, uh, you know, the only NBA update of... The episode, which is the Los Angeles Clippers have traded Rajon Rondo, uh, Patrick Beverly, and Daniel Oturu for Memphis to the Memphis Grizzlies for Eric Bledsoe. Um, yeah, I think this uh, this trade is very great for Memphis. Of course, they're uh, they're getting two very defensive-minded guards, 
especially uh, especially in the playoffs you need those veteran leadership on your team plus if you want to teach some defense on uh, John Morant's game to improve his game uh, I think these two are the best two uh, you can ask for even though you know they have some a bit of um temper problems uh, to say the least especially Patrick Beverly when he shoved uh, Chris Paul in game six uh, that's a no-no and Rajan Rondo had conflicts with Clippers on what uh, what team wants to do on the court so that's going to be problem for Memphis as well but Memphis has been known for a grit and grind um, even though they have uh, gone in past that era um, they're more defensive based team uh, so to speak but yeah um Eric Bledsoe, they were not. They were planning to waive uh, Eric Bledsoe anyway. So uh, having him on a trade is great for a great on Memphis's side. Again, like they're they're having the two backup guards that are great in the playoffs. Eventually, you know, if they make it in the playoffs, that's another thing on to itself. Uh, for the Clippers, I think uh, the gave away two guards that are expendable uh it sucks to say that beverly and rondo are expendable even though they were very <laughs> uh sorry uh very clutch and uh, very important pieces in playoffs especially beverly in that clipper series he's the one who uh shut down booker for most of that series um but yeah, they they obviously want Reggie Jackson, Tra- Terrence, no, not Trey Man, Terrence Man on in the starting lineup. Uh, at least even on not even on the starting lineup. Even you know you can put uh, Paul George at the two and then Terrence Man, Terrence Man as a six man, and yeah, they're pretty much set. Um, so like, yeah, like it, it's very uh. Then you're going to get Eric Bledsoe as well as a backup guard for Reggie Jackson. Which, I mean, it's it's okay on paper. It's okay on paper, but, you know, Eric Bledsoe is very inconsistent in his play. And uh, Reggie Jackson, even though he was important in the playoffs, sometimes can only could also be very inconsistent. So it hurts a lot of uh, Clippers' chances on winning a championship. But it could help in, you know, trying to take a higher seed in the playoffs than they obviously don't want to be fourth again in the playoffs. So, yeah, like, it's the only trade that happened in the NBA. On to some wrestling updates. Um, Ric Flair was on Triple Mania 29 last Sunday and accompanying Adrade against on this match against Kenny Omega for the Triple A championship uh, the ovation Ric Flair had with the commentators was hilarious I've never seen I've never heard my laptop go that loud when Ric Flair uh, came to the ring I you know came outside like you know when Ric Flair came out, that you know the commentators' tension was through the roof. It's just insane, uh, and I'm happy that you know, like, 
he's having some you know he's still having appearances outside of WWE I mean he did request for his release so he'll probably uh sticking with he'll probably stick with Andrade or the four horsemen that you know that is on AEW you probably see him on AEW soon it's just a matter of time um Will Ospreay was all Will Ospreay is also cleared medically cleared to return to the ring uh he was on NJPW Resurgence show, and you know he brings out the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. That I believe, I mean, he never lost it. He got stripped from the title because of injury, and yeah, I guess you know we're gonna have Osprey Takagi, Osprey versus Takagi somewhere down the line. But he's not going to Japan soon. He's gonna stick with America eventually. Uh, they'll probably have him wrestle on NJPW Strong, uh, and I I think his first opponent is probably gonna be TJP, which I'm very very excited for. Will Osprey versus TJP is gonna be great. I think that's gonna be a good showing for NJPW. Lastly, uh, Tokyo Princess Cup was also this weekend and. Holy moly, she actually did it. Maki Ito, first off, defeats Mizuki for the first time in her career as a pro wrestler. You know, it's been five years since uh, Mizuki went. Uh, Mizuki entered TJPW, and Maki Ito has never won against her until last Saturday. And then she actually won against Shoko Nakajima. Uh, you know, at the finals to win the Tokyo Princess Cup. It's actually insane. Holy hell. Like, you know, she is probably going to be on that list of favorite wrestlers I've had this year because of the growth that she has had since that 1-4 show in Corkin that, you know, I discussed on my Wrestling Mid-Year Faves. Uh, and yeah, the growth that she's having. We're gonna have Maki Ito versus Miyu Yamashita, and it's gonna be the main event of Wrestle Princess Two, which is gonna be on October October tenth. I I don't know. I can't remember. It's uh, it's around October, uh, but I can't remember the date uh out off the top of my head. I'm very excited to see uh, Maki Ito versus Miyu Yamashita now, because. Usually what happens with uh, Ito and Yamashita matches, even on that uh, January 4th show, is that Miyu keeps, kicks the absolute hell out of uh, Maki Ito. And we might see a different, um, you know, approach here. Uh, again, like Miyu and Maki are a tag team. Uh, they were a tag team in the Max Hart uh, tournament. Uh, to, to determine the number one contender for the tag titles at the time, and they lost in the final four against uh, New Bishikun, which is uh, the current tag team title holders. And yeah, there's a lot of history there. Um, they didn't eat. They didn't need to add that Max Hart tournament, but there's a lot more history now, in which you know, after that. Uh, Match in January 4th, um, Makaito has grown as a wrestler 
for real. Like, you know, she has grown immensely after that match. So I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Uh, DDT, take my money. Uh, <laughs> lastly, um, SummerSlam and NXT TakeOver 36 will be this weekend. I will cover them next week. But I want to hold on for some predictions and, you know, just give a rundown of, you know, who I want to win in every match. Um, so the SummerSlam schedule for as of August 16th, Philippine time, it's going to be uh, Nikki A.S.H. versus Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley triple threat match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship. Uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal with Veer and Shanke. Uh, Sheamus versus Damian Priest. Uh, singles match for the WWE United States Championship. And uh, Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg for the WWE Championship on Raw. Uh, uh, you know, for the Raw side of things. For SmackDown, it's going to be uh, Edge versus Seth Rollins. The Usos versus Rey and Dominic Mysterio for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. Uh, Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks for the SmackDown Women's Championship. And probably the main event of the show, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus John Cena versus for the WWE Universal Championship. Uh, there's probably going to be more matches announced on Raw. Uh, but yeah, these are the eight matches for now. Um, you know, just quick rundown of predictions I want uh, for the triple threat for the Raw Women's Championship. I kind of actually want uh, Nikki A.S.H. to win. Uh, I don't need Charlotte Flair winning for the 17th time in a row. 17 time transitional champion right there but good lord I actually want Nikki A.S.H. to win and you know uh, face probably Becca Lynch next uh, and you know that's going to be the feud for uh, for the fall basically for the Raw Wins Championship hopefully it's going to be better than what has happened for this Raw Women's Championship has been atrocious anyways I mean, I don't watch Raw, but, you know, I know the women's division on Raw is pretty bad at the moment. Um, uh, Drew McIntyre versus Jinder Mahal. I think Drew McIntyre will win. Uh, I don't think Jinder Mahal would win. Uh, I just need... You, we really need Heat Slater for this match because, you know, like, the 3MB triple threat is, you know, something that is lacking in WWE. Uh, <laughs> you know they really needed that uh, triple threat uh, if you know if it would have happened but yeah I think Drew would win uh, Sheamus versus Damian Priest I think Damian Priest would finally get the United States Championship and have a run with the belt um, and uh, Bobby Lashley will absolutely decimate Goldberg uh, he has to uh, Goldberg is kind of in a position where, um, you know, he's only there to elevate the people. Uh, you know, the current champions. He did it with Drew McIntyre. He doesn't need to do it with Bobby Lashley. But I guess, 
you know, it is the alternate because uh, they didn't have, you know, they, tri- they didn't get Brock Lesnar. You know, it should have been Lashley versus Lesnar. But, you know, I guess Lesnar uh, declined the contract, I guess. But anyways, um, you know, I don't have anything, you know, don't think any- anything that I say for granted. It's just, you know, I I think that's what happened. But, yeah. Um, for the SmackDown side, I think Seth Rollins will win against against Edge to set up that uh, Rollins versus Reigns matchup at Extreme Rules, which is heavily rumored. Um, the Usos will win against Dominic and Rey. Uh, Belair will win against Sasha Banks again. And Roman Reigns will beat John Cena. I think, you know, like, uh, there's no um, title changes for SmackDown. Because, you know, their champions are right now are pretty good, actually. Uh, you know, even the Intercontinental Championship now, like, you know, they have King Nakamura with the Intercontinent- win the Intercontinental Championship over Apollo Crews last Friday. And, you know, I think, you know, like, all of the champions for SmackDown are great. It's just, you know, I don't know who's going to take the title off of these people. Uh, For Raw, we'll probably have the United States Championship change hands. And possibly the Women's Championship as well. Uh, You know, it's going to be, if there's going to be a title change in this show, it's going to be from Raw, eventually. So, yeah. Um... We head on now to Sunday, which is going to be NXT TakeOver 36. The announced matches as of August 16th Philippine time are Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Uh, Adam Cole? Adam Cole? What the fudge? Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole. Two out of three falls match. Uh, you know, first fall is a singles, second fall is a street fight, and then third fall is steel cage. Uh, LA Knight versus Cameron Grimes with Ted DiBiase on Grimes' corner. Singles match for the million dollar championship. Uh, if Grimes loses, Ted, Ted DiBiase must become all, must also become LA Knight's butler. Uh, that's a pretty Pretty hilarious, uh, pretty funny stipulation right there. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez versus Dakota Kai, singles match for the NXT Women's Championship. Karrion Cross versus Samoa Joe for the NXT Championship, and uh, I hope this is the main uh, main event of the show. Um, Walter versus Ilya Dragunov two for the NXT UK Championship. I really hope that's the main event. But knowing NXT, it's probably not going to be the main event. It's probably going to be the third match of the show again. Oh. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Oh well. Um this NXT card is stacked. Like it is stacked with story. Um Oh man. Uh I guess we'll go for uh Knight vs. Grimes first because I think that's the easiest one to predict. I think uh, Grimes will finally win against LA Knight to to claim the million dollar championship and you know refuse Ted DiBiase you know don't have DiBiase as Knight's butler. Um, 
the the next match I want to predict is uh, Raquel Gonzalez retaining the NXT Women's Championship against Dakota Kai. I think uh, Dakota Kai is set for a main roster call-up at the WWE Draft eventually. Uh, they need it. Um, so, yeah, I think Raquel will retain. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole, 2 out of 3 falls. I think O'Reilly will win. And I think Cole, ha- Cole has reportedly re-signed with uh, WWE, but I don't think... Uh, I'll see it when I believe it. You know, when I see uh, Adam Cole in the main roster, I will believe he has re-signed. But other than that, I, you know, regardless of whether he re-signs or not, I think Kyle O'Reilly will win. Uh, NXT Championship. Ooh. it's hard to uh, it's hard to say now because uh, Karin Cross got absolutely buried in the main roster with the two minute loss to Jeff Hardy in his debut. Um, do I really want a third championship for Joe? You know, third championship run for Joe. I actually don't want. Uh, I really think that Kyle O'Reilly is the one to dethrone Cross eventually. And yeah, I think so I think Cross will retain, but it's it's sixty forty for me, Cross retaining. And then Walter Rizolia Dragonov, oh man. I think it is Dragonov's time. I think it's Dragonov's time to win. The, the NXT UK Championship. I'd. It's just, you know, when Walter loses and you know he hasn't lost, uh, he has barely lost. Um, the only person that has taken a pinfall win against Walter, I believe, is Ilya Dragunov. Um, you know, when Ilya Dragunov won a tag match uh, before the uh, the first fight. And, before the first match, um, he won a tag team. I, I, he won a tag team match against you know, uh, Dragonov and Dunn versus Walter and um, Alexander Wolf. So yeah, um, I don't know. You know, if Walter loses the belt, where does he go? Cause I don't know where he's going. Uh, I don't want him to be called up in the main roster. I certainly don't want him to be in NXT because, you know, NXT is kind of stacked right now. And, you know, the redirection that NXT is going, I think Walter will be fine. But, like, I don't know if Walter can be as dominant in NXT with the direction they're about to go. Um, You know, maybe, uh, maybe... After Kyle O'Reilly wins against Karrion Cross, uh, he loses it against Walter. Uh, you know that's the only thing that I can see. Uh, Walter having that run in NXT, but you know if he goes back to NXT UK, I don't know where he's going. I guess I, I guess I'm gonna go for Ilya because I really think. This is uh, Ilya Dragunov's time. If you know, there's, um, you know, any time, uh, you know, 
and and like you know every time like uh, the United Kingdom United Kingdom Championship have been uh defended on an NXT takeover pay-per-view the title has changed hands um Chicago uh Pete Dunne won uh NXT takeover New York uh Walter won so you know like these title changes are happening in America not in the UK which is weird because it is the NXT United Kingdom Championship but yeah I really think Ilya Dragunov will win and I hope that is the main event but knowing NXT is probably going to be O'Reilly versus Cole two out of three falls which I mean I don't mind I don't mind being any of these these matches being the main event but yeah yeah uh and that is all for the NBA and wrestling updates for this episode we are going to go back to discussing you know three more games that i want to talk about and yeah now we move on to the three more games that I'd like to talk about um and you know um hmm. yeah i guess we'll talk about this first this one first because this is the easiest one out of the three to talk about and that is pokemon black and white um <laughs> yeah yeah it sucks that i have to put a pokemon game in there but you know it's kind of like you know it's kind it's different from uh you know other Pokemon games. Uh, Pokemon Black and White is pretty much the rundown of uh, the summary of Black and White is you know Black and White is a Pokemon game with an absolutely great story. Um, black and White, Black Black and White, Black and White has a uh, Black and White was made on 2011. Uh, was was released in 2011 by Game Freak and of course Nintendo. Um, yeah, and, uh, the anime series did not do justice on how good this game actually is, uh, because, uh, the anime was really, uh, it was kind of the low point of, uh, the series, uh, in which, you know, it didn't have compelling characters, it didn't have compelling story, but compared to you know comparing the anime series it, it, the game series is you know like night and day uh black and white is you know compared to um the other uh the other uh villainous teams in which you know as for example like a uh, team uh, team aqua and team magma where you know i want the whole world to be water i want the whole world to be land it's it's ridiculous like you know taking over the world you know something like that but uh team uh was it yeah plasma right yeah team plasma their goal was you know like to get people to release their pokemon it's because the reason is that you know the the pokeballs are being uh you know the pokemon are being held captive by the trainers and sometimes, you know, sometimes these trainers, like, you know, they abuse these Pokemon, you know, if they're not, 
uh, strong enough. You know, they just take them out, take them away. You know, just put them put them in box and never um, use them anymore. You know that relationship uh, with Pokemon, and in a way, they're actually pretty right of what their ideals are. But you know, when they are, when you see, uh, when they see in the final. Uh, final scene in you know, the final boss battle in which you know gets us like you know that is actually not true like you know their whole ideals is actually a ploy for gets us to take over the world and you know he even uses you know n for it you know like i don't really necessarily like you know I can spoil the game all at once because it's pokemon like you know it's pokemon it's pokemon you know the replayability of Pokemon is immense like you know it's Pokemon like I don't need to tell you know the, that the game is good you know it's gonna be played so much times uh, plus like um, it's it's a better Nuzlocke you know Nuzlocke playable game than uh, something like uh, Emerald Ruby and Sapphire or um, you know, you you still can't top gold and silver, uh, particularly a uh, heart gold and soul silver, in um, the amount of content that is on the game. Uh, they enhanced it on black and white too, but I'm talking about black and white here, in which you know it had a better story. Black and white too are pretty much, it's pretty much a uh, character focused. Um, you know, uh. I forgot the name of the uh, the rival of Black and White 2, but it's definitely more on him uh, than, you know, your actual character. And yeah, Black and White is, you know, like, the ideals of Team Plasma is what makes this game really good. And, you know, it's... If, you know, if you want to play it blindly, it's fine, because, you know, it's completely different Pokedex. Um... It's, you know, like, close to 150 new Pokemon that were introduced on Black and White because uh, they want to have no um, repeats of uh, the same Pokedex from uh, previous generations, you know. Generation 5 has their own uh, Pokedex and, you know, well, until after the game, basically. And, yeah, like, you get that. And... Post game, there's, uh, there's okay. It's okay, but you know, like the level, the level count is a bit uh, overwhelming. You know, like uh, Getsis, I believe, is around what, like level fifty-five, and then the wild Pokemon, and you know, and the post game is sixty-four, and then you know, I mean, in the end, you can fight Alder, uh, and you know, there's a lot of grinding that can happen and. Uh, the end of the game, so that's great as well. Um, yeah, like it's overall, I I love this game. I actually love this game more than Emerald, even though uh, I believe I started with uh, Pokemon Gold. Actually, no, Pokemon Silver. Yeah, is where I started. But you know, like I love I love the DS versions of the Pokemon games, uh, which is uh, hard gold, soul silver, black and white, and then black and white too, um, is really great as well. Uh, 
Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum was okay. Um, you know, there's a whole like Mount Moon of uh, content. Pretty much, uh, pretty much the content of uh, Diamond, Pearl, and Platinum is really based on Mount Moon. But yeah, um, compared to uh, the game, the games that um, uh, followed it, you know, like it's insane you know how great pokemon was at that era but yeah now we move on to another series that i played um you know another series again that i have played and i i was wary about about you know how popular this game is like you know i was wary about this how popular this game is but i never played one of their games until last year uh you know pandemic happened you know and stuff but so i finally get to play persona 3 portable uh which is a portable you know a version of persona 3 on the psp and i played it till from beginning to end uh at least the male version which is you know pretty much the version of uh person Persona 3 and, you know, Persona 3 FES just on PSP. Uh, I haven't done um, the girl version yet of P3P, but yeah. Like, even even the uh, the guy version of Persona 3 is immensely good. Like, a lot of people were... I, a lot of people are favoring a Persona 5 more than Persona 3 and 4. Uh which I I won't argue about. Like, you know, Persona 5 is, you know, it's just content to the maximum. Like, you know, they pretty much uh, brimmed Persona 5. Like, every mistake that they had with 3 and 4, they, uh, they erased it in 5. And, you know, like, pretty much that Persona 5 is pretty much a complete game. But I'm putting Persona 3, I, I want to talk about Persona 3 more. Even though I've watched playthroughs of Persona 5, I want to talk about Persona 3 more because of its story. Um, and yeah, even though Persona 5 has more content, I like Persona 3's story a bit more. And it focuses about um, life and death. Um, you know, there's usually a team for uh, Persona games, uh, you know, at least from Persona 3 onwards. Uh, I haven't seen uh, Persona 1 and Persona 2, so bear in mind. Uh, Persona 4 was about, um, you know, owning up for your mistakes. Um, you know, like like looking at your f- flaws and then, you know, accepting who you are. Um, Persona 5 is about uh, someone cha- changing someone's heart and which, you know, like, they uh they're a bad person but you know like pretty much you can change their heart for the better uh and you know make them a better person overall but tree is a person tree is a lot more about life and death in which um you know are you afraid uh, pretty much uh pretty much asking the question are you afraid of death and then the effects of what someone's death could have of the person in the who who are left in the living and that is a very you know it's a very uh 
tried and true concept and uh, not only in JRPGs but you know in pretty much uh, storytelling in general but it's you know it's very good like I mean the social links um, helped with you know the concept not all social links uh, helped I, I mean I know there's uh, Maya uh, there's the uh, the computer social link pretty much um, and then there's um, there's a social link that I didn't uh, when I played I didn't even open like you know temperance I believe it was temperance social link I didn't even open you know the uh, I forgot what it is called fashion club I don't know I forgot what it was called but yeah like I didn't open that one and then you know there's like uh, there's the moon social link which is very very bad but you know there are some social links that uh, enhance the concept of life and death, uh, uh, particularly uh, the bookstore duo, uh, the grandma grandpa duo on the bookstore, and um, that uh, dying man social link, which is which is probably one of the best, uh, probably one of my favorite social links, in all of Persona, um, and you know, like that concept is great, and then you know. I plus like the characters in this game is uh, so amazing. It's very different compared to uh, Persona Four and Persona Five. The reason why I have like Persona Four as the least like the least uh, favorite that I have out of the three is that um you know uh, the characters uh, on you know the main characters centered around Yuna or Kami pretty much. Uh, and you know what they do. Uh, Persona Five, um, it's not exactly centered around um, you know that per- uh, the main character, the protagonist. It's you know there are some uh, instances where you know the protagonist isn't even on the scene, and you know like we see the growth of other characters through. Uh, not true the main protagonist but you know true other people as well and i see that i see that more in uh cease uh which is uh, the groups uh you know the main group of this game we see like you know like the development of cease as a group in which um you know uh at the start they don't really uh it's not that they see eye to eye. It's that you know there are a lot of problems, uh, personal problems in Seas, uh, especially with uh, Akihiko and um, uh, Mitsuru, and you know what they have uh, done in you know the past you know the past couple of years, trying to fight the Tartarus. Um, and you know there there are also some uh, doubts on. Um, between the relationship with uh, Junpei and the main character, or Yukari and Mitsuru, or uh, Akihiko and Shinjiro, there are like there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of uh, conflicts in this game compared to uh, Persona Four and Persona Five, and you know even on you know even with Ken, which is like the biggest one. The biggest one was Ken. Uh, the Ken is. Uh, you know why he is you know he is finding uh 
fighting shadows and then uh trying to find uh who killed uh, i believe her her mother yeah who killed her mother this is that you know like there's a lot there's a lot of like conflicts there that they tackled on and they didn't necessarily came into a conclusion but eventually in the end in the end they had uh, one common goal and you know uh this is basically the end of the world as we know it and you know what happens if you know tomorrow is the end of the world and you know like even even them though they don't they don't have the answer it's just you know they want to they don't want it to be the end of the world because they have you know and they have more years for them to live on and you know that is basically like and you don't even have a i don't think you have a choice with the main character it's just that you know like holy hell like the main character is i love uh i love the main character here than um especially you narukami uh <laughs> yeah makoto yuki yeah makoto yuki i love makoto yuki more than you narukami in which you know like even him like have doubts on why is he still living because you know because his parents died in a car crash uh on um when he was little little and you know he he has had self-doubt like you know of what you know why why is he the one who you know was left alive in that car crash and yeah like like there's a lot of you know there's a lot of depth in the main group's characters you know and i really love that in the series you know eventually in the end we see you know the growth of each character and you know eventually like af- even after the game they will still keep growing as characters and i love that i love that very very much um the only problem i have with uh persona 3 is its end game which is a uh, very grind heavy uh at least on my on my playthrough, it was very grind heavy on the last month of the game, and you know, like there was nothing like you know, I have completed my social links outside of the school, like you know, like and the only social links that I don't didn't have left were uh, inside the school. So like, you know, la- that last month where you know, like. It was it was not even you know there was no there was no school it was just you know like all free time like it was like you know like very it there was nothing left to do other than you know like go to Tartarus and then fight that five five bosses so yeah it it was a grind fest in the end game you know that's probably my fault as well like you know I didn't want it to be a grind fest but. It just happened to be a grand fest, but anyways, uh, I gl- I'm glad they changed it in Persona Five, where the last two weeks of um, Persona Five, there's still like stuff to do, other than you know, other than going to um, I forgot their version of Tartarus. Um, Mementos, yeah, Mementos. Okay, yeah, I remember now. Memen- 
yeah, it's not a grind fed. It's not a grind fest in mementos. You can still have like social links. You know, it's not a guarantee that uh, your skills will max out. Uh, I no, no, it's guaranteed that your skills will max out. It's just that you know, there's still like social links on that final two weeks of the game. Uh, I'm glad they changed that. And you know, there's a lot more content in Persona Five than Persona Three. But yeah, other than that, I still think like Persona 3 is my favorite game out of the three. Uh, yeah, if you pick Persona 4, Persona 5, it's fine. Um, you know, like I don't, you know, all three of these games are like really, really good. And, you know, it's fine if, you know, you like, uh, if you like Persona 4 better or Persona 5 better, I just... I just, for me, Persona 3 is my favorite out of the three. Okay, on to the last game. And, I mean, I mean, what else that I'm got about to talk about? Like, you know, it's not NBA. It's not Tekken. It's not WWE. It's not Minecraft, of course. Like, you know, why? But it's not Pokemon. So what else? Like, you know, what else? What other game uh, am I possibly going to talk about other than Dang and Rumpa? Yeah, every time, every time you do Dang and Rumpa, you have to Dang and Rumpa. Like you know, like again, like I have not played the whole series of Dang and Rumpa. I haven't played another episode. I haven't seen another episode actually. I just know that another episode was bad. It's not actually. It's not exactly bad, but you know, there's not exactly the most memorable of characters. Uh, the same goes for Dynamite Tree. Uh, you know, and the post speak, especially in future arc, there was no uh, a lot of um, characters uh, were like low end of the tier list, and you know, I have that that probably have that uh, tier list, uh, you know, on a future episode, but you know. This this series, you know, this off-topic series is once a month, so you'll see very later on. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, I haven't played uh, another episode. Uh, I've played like half of Danganronpa 2. I've played Danganronpa 1 in full. And V3, I am eventually going to play it because I have, I've borrowed a copy. But yeah, um, Danganronpa is probably my favorite series of all in gaming, all of gaming. Like, you know, like if, uh, you know, other people like, you know, like their Persona is their favorite series. Mine is Danganronpa. Danganronpa is the best for me. Um, I have, I, I am very wary of the, uh, negatives of the game and positives of the game, uh, Especially the negatives because the ending of each game is trash. Uh, even the anime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hope Arc was okay. Like you know, Hope Arc really tied it up to a cute little bow. But you know, the ending of Future Arc and the ending of Despair Arc wasn't exactly my liking. Uh, as especially uh, V Tree. Um, yeah, that uh, that ending of V3 was not great, but I understand why. I understand why 
they did the ending um it's just you know it's just trash for me uh the only the only good ending was uh Dan Rumpa one where uh i mean you know i'm not gonna spoil but you know anyways that that Dan Rumpa one ending really you know they haven't uh, they haven't recovered from it um <laughs> Yeah, uh, other negatives that uh, the game has, like Chapter 3's killer is Seko, like, you know, like, Chapter 3, it's, uh, for the games, Chapter 3 and Chapter 6 is usually bad, but, you know, like, the rest of the game is ridiculously good, um, you know, and I really don't mind if, you know, if Chapter 3 and Chapter 6 are bad. You know, as long as the whole game is really good, uh, I'm fine with it. Uh, it is a visual novel, so it's fine. But it's more act interactive than a regular visual novel. Uh, it uh, It is uh, a couple of, uh, especially in class trials, it's more of a, you know, there's a lot more quick time events there in class trials uh, that I really like and you know and it mixes like both uh both genres of you know uh the games that I want into one very very good game uh which is you know there's a lot of good stories in visual novels and action games are great so yeah mixing both together is masterpiece by Kodaka um, but yeah um, I want to talk about uh, the ver the game that I haven't played which is Danganronpa V3 I have seen a, a lot of playthroughs of V3 actually uh, and yeah I want to talk about V3 because uh, the characters on V3 are the best um, you know they have uh, really stepped up in writing characters for the game uh, compared to uh, Danganronpa 1 and Danganronpa 2. Uh, there is, um, you know, pretty much every character in this, in this game, uh, you know, Danganronpa V3 game, is very vibrant and every person is, uh, you know, very, very uh, relatable. It's just, you know, like... Uh, the only, the only, um, there's a, f there's a couple of fan games as well of Dan Rampa that I really like, especially for these characters, uh, particularly, uh, Dan Rampa F Shattered Hope, uh, which is available on YouTube, um, they're still in chapter one, but good lord, they're really setting up that, that characters that, you know, you would really love these characters and you'd you would really be devastated whenever someone gets killed so yeah that was that was for uh, v3 for me i was uh devastated every time a character gets killed even though i know which person comes next uh i know i know you know it's just a stereotype that kodaka uses you know for whoever comes next and you know whoever gets killed next in the game like you know it's just stereoty stereotype for the kodaka but it's fine um also in v3 there's no uh there's no meh survivors um in dragon one dragon two there was uh, there is some survivors that 
I didn't uh, particularly like and I it's not that I particular didn't particularly like them it's just why are you know there are more characters that should be deserving of survival uh, you know people like Hagakure um, <laughs> you know just an example um but yeah like there's no like the survivors that was on this game is uh you know the best tr uh, best tree that i can possibly uh look at when um you know talk about survivors of uh you know eventual survivors of the game uh this is probably the best tree um my favorite thing about the game is actually the team uh the team that is truth and lies um it's usually uh, for uh, one two and three yeah, three which is the anime um it has always been about hope and despair and v3 uh complement really uses that team of that new team of truth and lies to a great extent uh, especially of uh kokichi oma and uh, kai tomomota luminary stars um they their i their battle of ideologies uh really complements the game's team and you know the main character uh is the perfect line in between which um you know supports both ideologies uh kokichi is you know all about survival like you know like you know like everyone for themselves you know uh he really wants uh this game you know like you can't trust anyone on this game uh so pretty much they have to lie in order to um go in this game and then you know kaito momota luminar of the stars um you know has the ideology of trust between you know like uh the people that you have close relationship with and um you know that really clashed in uh chapter four where you can see uh, you know w why both ideologies work in the game of danganronpa but you know there are also like flaws that you know can factor in this you know like flaws like f that can factor in both ideologies and you know the main character and like the perfect line in between where you know you can support both ideologies and also understand that it has flaws and you know like and that chapter four is probably the best trial that um it, it's uh, there's a lot of really good trials in the whole series but you know chapter four of the third game is my favorite for me and you know like this is like oh man it's that was that trial was devastating at the end and you know yeah like jesus like good lord like i never felt like so bad like you know trying to um you know solve a trial other than chapter four because like good lord oh man oh well like like anyways um and there's a lot of uh, post game as well for V Tree to love, like um, it, for uh, for Danganronpa two and Danganronpa one at least. You no, know, the when the English release came out, 
the post game is only like f- the free time events and you know the free time events were great the free time events are great and all but you know there's uh, vtree also adds like a board like a diagram of a board for uh for the post game in which you know like uh people from a uh, diagram of a one two and three like you know coexist and you know like uh you know just school life and you know it's you know it's have it's it nothing happened uh but yeah like you know that's a lot of uh, fan content uh for the post game which i love uh anyways um Darren Rampa is definitely not perfect uh but it could be considered as the best the best uh the best uh <laughs> the best visual novel series in terms of presentation and gameplay uh it's best definitely definitely not the best story of all visual novels i think visual novels are like you know wh- especially when you turn it into anime like you know there are a lot of very very good visual novels there um studio key is an example of visual novels that like you know that have amazing stories um air clanad um little busters uh angel beats you know like you know their plethora alone is amazing at you know story so danganronpa is definitely not the best uh, story in terms of visual novel but it's definitely um the best in terms of presentation and gameplay uh and v3 was the culmination of the improvements they made for the series you know and you know the improvements that they have done and make their games better and you know overall you know v3 was the best game out of all tr- out of all games eventually spike chunsoft will make and you know they probably would not top that so that's gonna be all for today it's a bit long it's a bit long it's a bit of a long episode uh <laughs> yeah looking at uh, looking back it's a pretty long episode but anyways it's gonna be okay because this is probably gonna this is gonna be the only episode of the week it's not probably it's definitely gonna be the only episode of the week i'll be taking a day off on friday and we'll be back next week with SummerSlam on Tuesday, SummerSlam review. And on Friday, the NXT TakeOver 36 review. And yeah, like, you know, like, I really have fun, like, you know, talking about off-topic stuff. Uh, you know, other than basketball and wrestling, you know, I can talk freely about other stuff if I want to. Um, you know, but... This is not like, you know, a life podcast. This is a basketball and wrestling podcast. So it's only going to be once a month that I'll be doing this uh, off-topic, you know, off-topic series, uh, which I have not named yet. You know, I probably can, again, I'm probably going to name it Day Day Room, but uh, I will be taking suggestions of, you know, what I can call this off-topic series. Um. But yeah, um, this has been the Day Day Podcast. And I'll see you on... Wow, I really screwed it up. Oh, God. <laughs> wow, I'm I'm wasted. Um, 
anyways uh this has been the day day podcast and i'll see you all on tuesday peace